And welcome back to a long-awaited edition of the Gamer Geeks. Kind of happens when your main one of your main people is in school <laughs> and having a very, very rough semester, and then stupidly decides, "I'm going to take summer classes." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dum da dum dum dum. Yeah, but, I won't even say anything. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> we're here tonight to uh, today to give you our top and bottom five of 2011 show. The basic rules is um, for us to rate a game in either either list, then we have, would have had to have played it. So, I um, guess, which one do you want to start with, Todd? I only start with the best. Worst, yeah. is always, worst is always more fun. Well, go ahead. Give me your your number five. Ah, I talked about this one before. Um, in fact, I did a commentary. We even did a full gin lounge episode. But number five is... Uh, the Streets of Rage remake that was uh, released by Bomber Games last summer. They've been working on it for eight years. And all that work they did, everything done from scratch, no reverse engineering at all, only to have Sega take it down. That seems like something that's happened in the past. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of other fan-based games getting taken down. There's some that I'm surprisingly never got any attention, such as the... Um, Translation of Mother 3, which I'd love to see come to the U.S., but yeah, Nintendo hasn't said anything to them. But of course, Sega goes after after these guys who uh, spent eight years working on on one hell of a remake that would actually be better than anything they've done in the past few years, only to have it taken down like that. It was, it was insulting. Eventually, Sega's learned, earning my respect again, but they still got a long way to go. Releasing that game on Xbox Live will make up for it. Hmm. Do you know when that's going to be released, or has it been released? No, I was saying if they release it, then they'll oh. earn respect again. Oh, if. Yeah. Uh, my I, I don't see it happening, though. Uh, my number five is a iPhone app. I think it may be on the Android market, too. I'm not for certain. But it's Please Stay Calm. It's a location-based MMORPG. Basically, you go to locations as close to you, therefore location-based, and you gotta fight off zombies, and mm-hmm. you get to search and scavenge for supplies and cash and items, and you have other members that will come and attack you. So you need to get built up. You gotta join a safe house pretty quick, and a good one. You know, I made a mistake of not joining a good one on the first shot. So now I am with a good one. So we're pretty high level. And we don't have to worry about zombies even being at our location anymore. But it's very fun. I've got to thank Maya, one of my friends from English 102 class, who told me, Kelly, you got to download this. You, you'll love it. Yeah, I did like it, and it occupied a lot of my time. <laughs> yeah, I'm checking the uh, Android market. I don't see it on there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. If they ever add that to Android, I might do that. Uh, What's your number four? Number four was a surprise for me. I mean, I knew that they were going to do a reboot, but I didn't think Mortal Kombat 9 would be as good as it was. <laughs> mm. it, I mean, I hadn't played a Mortal Kombat game since Mortal Kombat 4, and that was back in, what, 1997? 
Yeah. Oh, Nine. God, don't get me quoting years, because I'll be like, uh, let me think. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had that on my PlayStation 1. But no, MK9 just came out. I mean, I forgot. I did play Mortal, vs. Or Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, and it was just okay. But the fact it was a teen-rated Mortal Kombat kind of turned me away. But MK9 went back to the series the way it was originally meant to be. Mature, bloody, violent, had a great storyline, reminiscent of the first movie, which which I still consider one of the best game movies of all time. Had um, had impressive downloadable content, even adding Freddy Krueger as a character, which at first kind of surprised me. But when, when you think about it, it makes sense. Eh, yeah, it does. His character would fit for it. And of course, Warner Bros. does have the right rights to his name via New Line. It it, it all fits perfectly. I was I was impressed. Hmm. Unlike Mine's... other other games that we will men- eventually mention, I think you know we're <laughs> on on that one. Oh yeah, my number four is Gears of War three. I've been a big fan of the franchise. Very It's one of the few games that I actually went on and pre-ordered mm-hmm. through Amazon. Unfortunately, I have not gotten hardly any time into this game. <laughs> But I actually have seen it completely be played out before my eyes. It's just, well, more that I heard it as I was drawing frantically for this drawing class. But I really like it. I've got to really play through it to really grasp the storyline and how it did complete because I miss many, many gaps. Right. But I really like. I'm, I'm sorry. You give me a lancer with a chainsaw attachment to. Yeah, I'm. Oh getting. yeah. <laughs> I need to get back into it. It was a it was a runner up for me. Now, what about your number three? Number three is my previous number one. When I, when I did my half year one, it was mm-hmm. Eleanor. I mean, I still think the game is a technical marvel. I love what they did with the facial animations. The uh, the the acting, not just voice acting, but physical acting as well, was was top notch. Even though in the end it basically turned into a guessing game, um, got a little tiresome after a while. Hmm. And after I got done with the um, with the homicide missions, the uh, vice ones, I, just, I didn't really care for the vice missions as much. And of course, we know about the inner workings with what happened with Team Bondi and Rockstar. But in the end, it was still a very well done, well done story. It's one of the games that I'm thinking about buying on where it's on demand now. Yeah. And also, it's one of the few games I played in black and white and fully enjoyed the experience. I look yeah. at the, I played in color now. It looks like colorization has taken over. Uh, yeah. uh, my number three is something I've just now got a chance to start playing, and it's Saints Row 3. I was a fan of the second one. I didn't really hardly play the first one, but the second one intrigued me more than GTA 4 at the time. And I would say this third one picks it right back up to where I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in. Woo! <laughs> I admit, I didn't really care for Saints Row 3. I had it, traded it back in about an hour later, sent it back to Gamefly. It just wasn't my style. I don't know, I just kind of like the tongue-in-cheek, you know, stuff with the whole thing. 
the glitchiness and well not it's not glitchy but the um, just the way they do the animation and how the storyline it's it's very comic driven and I right, like that right down to the purple sex toys huh yep oh of course yeah, that's all I've been hearing about with that game well shoot you go to any type of adult store yeah pink and purple are prominent <laughs> and speaking of purple that's where my number two goes to uh-huh which I gave to Batman Arkham City Mark Hamill's final performance as the Joker I mean, as usual, I love the animated series cast, even though I think this time Harley was, was definitely miscast. She did not sound correct. Everyone else did. I mean, I like the open world. It, it's not complete sandbox, but it is more open than uh, Arkham Asylum was. Mm-hmm. Some of the boss battles were so much fun. I mean, Solomon Grundy, I never thought he'd be a fun boss battle to take place in. And, of course, Mr. Freeze, who basically when you use one attack on him, he remembers it, so you can't do it again. You got to come up with all these different methods to take him down. Oh, blimey! And, yeah, and of course, I never thought I'd see a game where you feel sad to see the Joker come to an end. You actually do with this one. Huh? Yes, I know. Spoiler alert! But everyone should have played it by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm still on my queue on Gamefly. That's one of the games that I knew was going to be shipped next. I knew it was either going to be the Batman or it was going to be Saints Row 3. I'm sitting over here going, Saints Row, Saints Row, Saints Row. And that's what came. And I'm out of town. So it's like, nice. <laughs> but um, my number two. Here we go. This is just the year of threes. Because it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. I just, I love the series, love the game, love the Infinity Ward has it again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, just let me shoot something and I'm happy. Oh, yeah. I probably don't have Harley crap for time in on, in on it. It's the vital necessity of me needing that that second Xbox up and working. It is needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it too. It wasn't on my top five because it felt a little close to the second game. And it didn't have it didn't have that real shocking moment like no Russian had. I which mean was yes. One of my favorites. <laughs> yes, there was the chemical attack at, in London. Which is kinda yeah. shocking. And the ending, which I don't know if I should mention or not, again, spoiler alert. Yeah, because I haven't got through it yet. <laughs> they just say it'll bring you memories of another moment. Good. That's all I'm going to say. Now, number one. Do I even need to mention what number one is? Um, let, me see. let me guess. It's got dragons. Guess I'll answer your question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. It's... It's also my number one, but my number one was kind of a tie, so, but yeah, but we'll talk Bethesda. Ugh, gotta love them. Yes, I do. I mean, why do they make so, games that are so addictive that keep you in transfer for hours on end oh, and still have be... tons of stuff to find, even after yeah. 40, 50 hours? It, what kills me is... I was like, I'm not going to buy that till after I do finals. I'm not going to buy it until after I do finals. 
Nephew goes out and buys it. Mm-hmm. It's unwrapped, setting right on my entertainment stand, right in front of my eyes. And I'm going, if I start playing this, I'm going to fail this semester completely. <laughs> yeah, it's so completely I, taken over my life, too. Yeah, it's, but it's worth it. It's very addictive so far. I mean, it, I've got to watch how much I do play. I'm, I literally clock watch to make sure I don't do one of those things that I did with Oblivion where I'm like, oh, look, eight hours have passed. Yeah. Bloody and, hell. And once again, it's, it's in my case, RP, it's a great RPG for those who hate RPGs. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know how I stand on them. But Skyrim it's, is just, oh. Nothing, I mean, nothing's more exhilarating when you're talking with someone and all of a sudden a dragon comes in and attacks you. Oh, uh, yeah. And those battles are just so much fun. Whether you're just uh, shooting them with your arrows or waiting to let them come down so you can hammer away at them. It's very startling. Yeah. <laughs> but, until, you get, until you get one ability to where you can control dragons. I won't go into detail, but oh, And no, yeah, it's, not, it's not that legendary that shout that everybody keeps playing online. Well, I mean, my nephew's kind of already filled me in on a lot of it. But the other game, my nephew ran out and bought. Well, that he he also had me. He was the one who supplied the Modern Warfare Three. Had me pick it up on Black Friday. I'm like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, he got Star Wars: The Old Republic, and wow, I like it. Yeah, their MMO, huh? <laughs> yeah, I well, I got in on the beta. Apparently. Pretty much everybody did that signed up for it, but it's character creation, everything totally different. Playing it on my PC tower, my HP, and playing it on this Mac Daddy system that my nephew has in his room. I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> you didn't have to turn down the graphics. I like this. Yeah, it's just. When we're both home, yeah, he's on it, and if he's not home and I'm home, I'm nine times out of ten I'm playing something on the Xbox. Right. So, but yeah, I very much like it. I, I like the Star Wars. I'm sorry, I'm a big Star Wars geek. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, it's very worth. It's worth the money. It's worth the time, but geez, yeah, that's a. As I said, Skyrim and Star Wars, The Old Republic, both of them are GPA killers. Yeah. <laughs> if you get occupied on either one of those games too much, you can guarantee your GPA is going to go shoo down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole point of games. Yes. If they weren't that way, then we wouldn't buy them, and we wouldn't feel like we would feel like we got ripped off. We yeah. feel like we got our money's worth. Amen to that. Yeah. And of course, I'm still scared to see what Skyrim's going to do for DLC. If there'll be oh. another Shivering Isles. You, you know they're going to be packing on the DLC mm-hmm. for that game. That's I'm wondering how big it's going to get. Now, here's where the show... We won't even take a break. <laughs> you know, so, because here's where the show takes a different tell. <laughs> where I was in school having one of the most rough semesters ever I didn't have time to even play hardly any games so I don't really I do not have a bottom five <laughs> at all because I do all I, 
All I'd have to do is hear, eh, that game kind of sucked. Okay, I'm not going to occupy my time of even trying to play it then. Because I only have a little segment of time block that I scheduled out for any video game play. So, Todd, you get the whole rant on the bottom five. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm already going to start on a bank because I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for what I'm about to say about number five. But and? I don't like Portal 2. I did not I like didn't. the first one on um, on the orange box. And two, what Gabe Newell did to Xbox and PC owners is unforgivable. I didn't care for the first one, so I had no desire to even attempt the second. Basically, sucked up to Sony, make sure he gets as much cake as he can without, with that nice little check he got, <laughs> giving them the better version. And I actually played on the PS3, and I really didn't care for it either. Hmm. It was. I mean, I got bored of it after the second chapter. And I like a game with humor, but Portal just didn't do it for me. Hmm. So, what was your number four? I got to hear this list because I don't even know it. What was your number four? And number four is an Xbox Live Arcade game. It was an old Konami side score in 1985 called Russian Attack that I was a big fan of. Some people may know it as Green Beret. Yeah. It had for that and for the Nintendo. The Nintendo version I loved. They released Expatriate for Xbox 360 this year and for PlayStation Network. Nothing more than a cheap ripoff of Shadow Complex. Hmm. Without any of the innovation, without any of the excitement, confusing layout, terrible storyline, wasted well, 100 points. Yeah, that's death kill to any game. If you don't have a freaking storyline, you just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Unless you're a puzzle I, I, game. Uh, I love Shadow Complex. It was based on the uh, Empire series by Orson Scott Card. And I remember some people who oh. were objected to him because of his beliefs, you know, from being a Mormon and all. But it was a but Shadow Complex was a great game. It even had unique weapons like the foam gun that allowed you to create platforms by constantly shooting all these piles of foam on a up, up in the air and just climb up it. Expatriate didn't have anything like that. Hmm. Number three, Shell is going to kill me for this one. Oh, Lord. Child of Boredom, as I call it. Okay, Child of Eden. Eden? Yeah. I have a... I think okay. now you can get the demo or something on it, and I was like, I don't really know. I didn't... It was one of those games that made me go, hmm... Yeah. When it's, I saw it previewed on E3, Gucci is responsible, and he's responsible for some weird stuff. I mean, he did Res, and Res I actually enjoyed. This was kind of like the pseudo sequel to it. Mm-hmm. It put me to sleep. <laughs> Not to mention the game only has five stages, and you have to keep repeating them over and over again to get more stars to complete the other stages. I tried playing with the with the pad, and I tried playing with the Connect. I can enjoy it either way. Huh. It literally put me to sleep. And I swear to God, if Mizuguchi comes out with another game and that and that damn song Heavenly Star is in it, I'm going to go find him and I'm going to gun him down. <laughs> I'm tired of that song. It was in Luminous. It, it was in... Uh, I'm trying to remember what else it was. I know it was in Luminous and there were a couple other games that had it. That's the first thing you hear when you pop uh, Child of Eden in. Huh. It was so bad. And every time that damn song was being played, it's like <laughs> something new. 
Okay, and what's number two? Uh, remember I was praising Mortal Kombat earlier? Yes. The other big fighter was Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> so that's your number two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I've love, heard nothing I but negative. Versus, versus Capcom 2 on the Dreamcast. 58 characters right off the bat. Actually, you had to unlock them over, over for using in-game money. Not DLC, because DLC did not exist then. Great control. Felt like a typical Street Fighter control scheme. They actually made a four button as opposed to six, but it still felt the same. Tons of replay value. Brought back on Xbox Live uh, a few years later. Completely unlocked. MVC3 takes all that and just throws it down, flushes it down the toilet. They didn't, I mean, Capcom did not care about fans of the original. They changed the control scheme. They offered a simple mode so anyone can just button mash their way to a win. Hey, that was my method. <laughs> <laughs> the characters, a lot of characters I had no interest in playing. I never even heard of somebody's like Modoc. I don't even know who that is. Hmm. Other, uh, Spencer from Bionic Commando, did you have to bring him back? I already <laughs> hated the game he was in. Taking out some good characters, such as Strider Hear You, who I liked from MGC2. Took out Cable, who's my personal favorite. That's because he was a cheap SOB. <laughs> and the online code sucked. Instead hmm. of being able to watch the characters fight in a spectator mode, you know what you get? Yeah. You get oh, to watch Lord. two player cards bouncing off of each other. What? And they charge 60 bucks for this. Ouch. I'm not finished. Because <laughs> that leads to number one. Oh, Lord. This is what I've been wanting this year, is what actually got your... Number one for the bottom. Number one was Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Wow. You had 12 new characters, 8 stages, spectator mode, which should have been the first game to begin with. Could have just been done as a patch. And what did they do? They charged it for 40 bucks. Wow. Nearly six months after the first game. That's a little soon. Yes. I mean, I remember when I saw the announcement. I, I think it was at PAX when they announced it. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and check. I, I mean, I was remember. like, I knew this was coming. And another reviewer I, I listened to, Angry Joe, did a whole rant on it. And I basically, I admit I'm taking a lot of stuff he says. So, um, Joe, if you're listening to this, I apologize. But I'm just as furious with you as... About this whole Marvel Capcom three thing as you are. Yeah. Well, hey, when it said well once, it bears repeating. Yeah. I mean, I played. I tried playing that for like ten minutes, and I could not get into it. The endings were still the same. They did not change those. Well, you get to play as Galactus now. Whoopee. Galactus was a cheap SOB in the original game. I hated the character. Some of the characters I never even heard of. They did add Strider Hear You in it finally, but there's some I never heard of, like Rocket Raccoon. Who the heck's that? What? Yeah, Rocket Raccoon was one of them. Iron Fist, Hawkeye. I can understand him. I can see him being a fight a character in the game. Phoenix Wright was made, a, and his all his moves are basically him running around and falling on his face. Well, I do have I'll to say, more furious at a company than I was with Cap. 
I, I'm glad I didn't play any of those and that, um, yeah, I didn't waste any of my time with that. But what, here's what I don't get. Offer it just as a DLC pack. They did with Street Super Street Fighter 4. They offered Arcade Edition as that way you can well, have the choice. Look how many times, many times we've seen that, though, where stuff has been packaged as a new game and it should have actually been DLC for the previous. And you wonder why I go off on this DLC overkill. It's money, dear. It's just money. It is a freaking business. Well, yeah. Nate is a wise man. He's still so negative, Nate, at times, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should turn negative as well. <laughs> you already are. <laughs> but definitely, I see it as a... I just see it as a financial move, and I feel it diminishes the company's name and their reputation, and people will really second-guess what they spend money on and what they don't. And we all have to suffer because of it. Yeah, but, but that's, that's pretty much it. So, uh, Todd, you want to go ahead and uh, give out the links for us? As usual, GameIndustry.com, Facebook.com, slash GamerGeeks. Uh, get us both on Twitter and um, send us a message. Uh, new videos are being posted on our YouTube, GamerGeeks on Demand page. Uh, just look for that as well. And we will see you all next time.